Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 640 for the seventh of Elul in a regular year. So lately, I've been thinking about thinking a lot (laughs) and just about our thoughts and how our thoughts really can be quite chaotic. And when we really get into the world of thought, it can be a pretty chaotic place to live. Um, especially if you're somebody who tends to be more of like a brainy centered person like me. Um, And the other thing about thoughts is that when it comes to the way that our thoughts intercept with the reality around us and the external world, our thoughts don't always match up, or at least our interpretation of the reality around us doesn't always match up with what's really true. Like if you are, you know, talking to a friend and you notice that your friend looks really angry, then you might mistakenly attribute this anger to you. Think that, you know, this friend doesn't like you anymore, that you did something wrong, that she's judging you or he's judging you or whatever. When in fact, maybe your friend just had a bad day. Maybe your friend has a headache. You know, there could be a million reasons why your friend is looking annoyed that actually has absolutely nothing to do with you. And so we need to be really careful with our thoughts and make sure that we don't take all of our thoughts, give all of our thoughts equal weight and that we don't take all of our thoughts seriously. And in fact, we learn to really focus our thoughts in a productive and good way. So what we're going to be talking about today is what this means exactly and uh, how we should focus our thoughts exactly when it comes to our experiences here in this world. What focus should we have and how this focus actually can impact reality in a very real way. So what I'm referring to is the fact of something that we started talking about in yesterday's episode where we started talking about the idea of how everything that we experience in life is truly good, whether we see it as such at first glance or not. So yesterday we started talking about the idea that we could experience a lot of things in life that might feel painful at the time. And then we take that pain and we interpret it in a way of suffering. Like we think that these, we, we put judgment on these things, these, these happenings that happen in our life. And, you know, understandably so a lot of times, like there's a lot of, you know, really seemingly tragic things that happen in the world. And so these, we experience, we all experience different hardships and stuff like that. And hardships are a part of life. Like that is something that we have to go through, go through. We all go through different trials and tribulations and all that. But what doesn't necessarily need to be a part of life is the interpretation that we place on these events, um, telling ourselves or stating in a factual way that these things are actually bad, you know, objectively negative 
events. And as we started talking about yesterday, this is actually totally the opposite of the truth. Because in true truth, since everything comes from God and everything comes from Hashem's Chachmah, everything is actually good. That's the true reality. And so that's what we need to really learn to train our brain to see, to think about, um, you know, to focus on. When we get different thoughts that are not necessarily telling us those things, those thoughts should not be taken seriously. And as we'll learn in today's section, uh, somebody who does take those those thoughts, those negative thoughts seriously, they're actually likened to a heretic because because think about it, because if, if we really, really, truly believe in God and we really, truly believe that everything comes from God and, and God only brings good. So if we ever think that something is not 100% good, then in fact, we're denying the reality of God's existence, of God's true rulership over everything. So we really want to try to train our minds to see the good in everything and to see how everything is actually good. And then, and then what ends up happening is, as we'll see towards the end of the section today, is that the more that we do this, the more that we focus our minds on really focusing on the good and everything, the more this actually reveals the good in the world in a, in a real way, in a way that we don't have to work so hard to see it anymore, you know? So a very small personal example that comes up for me that just happened the other day, so I thought I might mention it, is that this past Matzah Shabbos, um, I came home and it was you know pretty late at night and all of a sudden I hear this big bang and I go into my room and I see that my entire, the bar of my, clo- my closet completely collapsed and everything, all the clothes just you know fell on the ground, on the shoes uh, that were on the bottom of the closet. And I was like, oh my goodness, it felt so overwhelming. And it definitely in the moment did not feel like a positive experience. It felt like something very annoying. Like I'd have to hire a handyman now. I'd have to, you know, just figure this out. Where am I going to find somebody who could fix this? Do I have to buy a new bar now? Do I have to totally redo the closet? Like, what is all this? And it was just very overwhelming for me. So I decided to go to sleep and uh, deal with it in the morning. And when I woke up in the morning with, you know, a fresh head, a fresh way of looking at things, I really took a moment to really think about this idea of, you know, if everything really is for the good and not only for the good, that's the key. It's not only that it's for the good, but in fact, everything is good. Is this too also good? Is this the collapsing of my closet actually good? And lo and behold, when I went back and I took a a second look at the closet, then I actually noticed that the bar, in fact, was not broken at all. Uh, it had just collapsed under the weight of all the clothes. There were just too many clothes on that bar and it was just building up over years and years and years and it was just too much. And so I subsequently uh, took the day and I just, you know, took all my clothes out of the closet and I reorganized everything. I got rid of some stuff and lo and behold, my um, closet looks a lot better and a lot cleaner and a lot more spacious than it did before. So in fact, this was a very small example, a small illustration to make me realize that, uh, you know, this, this collapsing of the closet, which really seems like, you know, obviously in the scale of things, it's not such a big deal, but at the time it seemed like this major annoyance was actually a good thing. It was actually, you know, the only way that I could actually go in and clean up my closet and reorganize my closet was by having the closet collapse in that way. And once I became aware of that, and once, you know, I, now that I've reorganized my closet, when I look back at that experience, then sure, you know, when I think about it, I remember like the annoyance that I feel, feel I remember the like, 
you know, feeling that I had when I saw that closet collapse. But at the same time, I also have a positive association with it and I can see how it actually was a good thing. So that, you know, that's just like a small little meditation that hopefully can help you guys in understanding this idea. And so with that being said, let's get into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe explains this idea and, you know, the, the power of our positive thoughts and the necessity to have these positive thoughts about reality and how these positive thoughts about reality, it's not just like this, like feel good kind of thing. It's actually seeing reality for what it really is. And anytime we have a negative thought about reality, that's not true. That is an incorrect thought. Um, The only correct thoughts are positive thoughts about reality. So it's a very, very powerful message. So let's get into the text. Um, For context, we're in the middle of epistle 11 of the Gerasa Kodesh. And so the Altarabas says that, you know, keeping everything, and again, today's episode is a continuation of yesterday's episode, so keeping everything we talked about yesterday in mind about how, you know, everything really is good and how because everything comes from God and so only, you know, there can only be goodness coming from God. Um, So thus, says the Altarabas, first thing that a person must do is a person needs to be happy and to be joyous at every moment and to really live with this faith in God that uh, vivifies him and that does good to him at every moment. And so now the ultra is going to give like a contrasting example of all of this. Like let's say you have a person or maybe God forbid you are this person who does not see the good, does not try to see the truth of what's going on and all of that, but instead is sad and instead complains. What does this show? If you see somebody who's like very sad and depressed and complaining all the time, you look at this person and you're like, oh, wow, like Nebuch, they, they must be going through a really hard time. They must be really suffering, right? And they don't have, they're missing some kind of goodness in their life. But this type of person who is living with this mentality, who's sitting there and is like, oh, woe is me. I don't have, I'm missing something in my life and and I'm suffering so much. The altar says that this is, God forbid, like a heretic. So it's really intense. It's not just like a nice thing to do to see the goodness um, in the world and in your life. If you don't do this, says the altar you're actually like a heretic. And this is why the Chochmei Emet, the Kabbalists, is what, what is called in Hebrew, the Chochmei Emet, the, the, the sages of truth is a literal translation. They went very far away from the attribute of sadness. The Kabbalists really worked hard not to ever be sad. Because really, somebody who really is truly faithful will not ever get like perturbed by any suffering that they experience in the world. So this might sound very stoic to those of you that are familiar with stoic philosophy. I actually happen to be rereading a book right now uh, by Ryan Holiday that's based on stoic philosophy called The Obstacles the Way. Maybe I'll get into that more at another time. But it is there is something, you know, obviously stoicism, Judaism is not the same thing and there's a lot of differences and things like that. But there is something to be said about having this like stoic way about a person, which what is this? what does that mean? It means like sort of not being overtaken by emotions, by negative emotions in particular, that things happen to you in the world. And it's like, yes, some things might seem pleasant. Some things might seem not so pleasant. So according to the Stoics, it's you should not let anything perturb you because really there's what you're experiencing. And then there's the meaning that you impose on what you're experiencing. And that meaning is very subjective and that, and, and that you can shift the meaning of what it is and you can make that meaning be whatever you want that meaning to be. And there's no inherent meaning in what you're experiencing. And Judaism and Tanya 
yeah, we take it to the next level. And we say, actually, no, there is meaning in what you're experiencing. It just might not be the meaning that you perceive right now. And truly, the meaning is a positive meaning. Truly, the meaning is a good meaning. And so either way, it's like when you recognize that what you're experiencing, maybe it might seem negative in the moment. It might seem like suffering, but it's actually not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. It's a very good thing. And when you have this faith, when you have this recognition of God, you won't be perturbed by anything that happens to you in the world. You'll be more even keeled in your life. And so in that case, the ultra rabbi goes on and he says that then everything that happens to you in the world, whether it's something yes or no, it will be equal to you equally. You get the promotion, you don't get the promotion. It doesn't matter to you so much. The shidduch worked out, it didn't work out. You're not going to be frazzled by these things. You'll be more with living with this like kind of even keel coolness about you because and and those people who do not have this equality, this equilibrium in them, says the ultra bit. This is, this is very intense. So the ultra bit says that actually somebody who doesn't have this equilibrium is showing that they're part of the air of Rav. The air of Rav is these people who are not really Jewish. These were like the part of the part of uh, the Jewish people that left that uh, that left Egypt that were called the mixed multitude. They weren't quite in, on board with the Jewish people. They were sort of kind of mixed negativity within them. So that's what a person is like. That's what the ultra is liking such a person to who does not live with this even killed way. So it's pretty intense, right? And uh, and what is it about the era of Rav? How do we define them? We say that they are the type of people that act for themselves. The That it shows that they're just they're just in it for themselves. They're just here for like their goodness. Like, did I get the job I wanted? Um, is my, are these results coming out the way I want them to be? This is, this is a very self-centered way of living. And it's one who loves themselves so much. This is a way then that they're leaving the hand of God and they're living actually a very Goyish life. The way Goyim says the ultra, but this is a non-Jewish way to live. So the non-Jewish way to live is to live in this more like self-oriented way of what's good for me and everything. And what you see is what you get kind of thing. But, um, and it's all coming from a place of self-love. And so this is why, so it's such a person who has this like self-love, this is why all they're going to be concerned with is the life of the flesh. They'll be concerned with their family and with their sustenance and their livelihood because all of this is good for him. So again, so this might sound really harsh. This might sound really intense. Like it might sound like what could be more lofty. Isn't it a lofty goal to want to have a family, to want to uh, make a living, you know, to want to be healthy? All these things sound like very nice things. But the ultra but basically is bringing the point home that if it's just for their own sake, that's not lofty at all. Those Then it's you're just being selfish. If you just want a family to make you feel good, to make you feel fulfilled, if you want to make money so that you can buy all those luxuries that you really like, if you want to be healthy just because like it feels good for you and it makes you feel good, this is is not the right orientation. Yes, we want to strive and have all of these things, but it ultimately should be for the sake of serving God. There always needs to be that higher purpose there. And the ultra says, is, is, again, very harshly, somebody who does not live with this godly mindset, somebody who's really just oriented towards the life of the flesh, <clears throat> the ultra says, it would have been better if he had not been created. Wow. So why? Because the whole point of the creation of 
a person in this world is to be tested with these kind of tests and to actually ascertain what it is in his heart and to not be straight after other gods. So all of this is a test. When these things come up in our lives, when we experience these suffering, these things that seem negative, <clears throat> these challenges, it's actually there. The whole point is for us to overcome it. Hashem set up the world as this kind of like 3D image thing and he wants us to see the image. He wants us to see it. And if we're not doing that, why are we here? What's the point of our lives? Because this actually is the point of our life is to be able to see that. And to not be strayed after these false gods, quote unquote, the Elohim Acherim. What are these false gods? Like the altar says, he says, these are the desires of the body that come from the Sitra Achra. And these are the things that a person likes. So if a person's whole life is just about pleasure and feeling good in a physical sense, then um, then this is this is very idolatrous. So when we were brought down into this world, we were actually, this is the whole point, is to give us this test. Which way are we going to go? Are we going to go in this level of the other gods, of, of going after physical desires and things like that? Or are we going to seek after true life, true uh, godliness. So we this brings me back, this makes me think about that other episode we had about addiction, you know, with that, that experiment with the rats. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to it. I, I think it, if I do say so myself, I think it's one of the more interesting episodes that I've talked about, about this experiment with the rats where they were pressing on this lever to experience these dopamine hits. And it was really interesting to see that these rats would actually forego food and uh, even engage in a lot of suffering just to get those hits of dopamine. And I liken this to choices that we face on a daily basis in our lives as to where we're going to get our nourishment from. Are we going to get our nourishment directly from God by engaging in wholesome godly activities? Or are we just seeking that next dopamine hit, that next dopamine high, whether it's through social media, through, um, through any vice that we have that could be just like this immediate hit of immediate instant gratification, but ultimately not nourishing for us in the long run. We can also think about it in terms of what we spoke about again in a previous episode about the tourist trap, that it's like you go on vacation and there's tourist traps everywhere. Uh, you know, when you play those like little carnival games, they're all rigged. You you don't want to waste your money. The, the slot machines, whatever they are, it's like you're literally throwing your money away, but it feels good at the time. It feels so alluring. alluring. The lights are so shiny. The music is so loud. Out and, and inviting and all of that stuff. So that's the point the altar is bringing home here is he's saying that we have a choice here in this world. Do, are we going to fall into the tourist trap of the world, which is the desires of the flesh and just going after these things and, and being slaves to our impulses, being slaves to our feelings of suffering and what we see superficially in front of our eyes? Or are we going to work a little harder to see beyond the mass, to see beyond what we what's in front of us and try to see the truth, to try to, to try to see the goodness, the godliness within everything? So making this choice to see the goodness, to see the godliness, to really have your will and desire be for true truth, which is the which is the the God of life, the living God, then this this in order to get to this level, you must really truly believe with true faith that uh, that He really lives it. Meaning that, that it's not just like some idea like, oh, sure, I believe in God, but like I also have my life. It's like, no, all of your needs, everything in your life all come from this truth and all of their details 
which are not from the Sitarach, are not from the other side, but rather from, from Hashem. As it says in Tehillim, in this regard, so this is from Tehillim chapter 37, verse 23, meaning that the steps of man are set us out, uh, set out by God. So meaning that like every step in our lives, where we live, what we do, the jobs that we have, the work that we have, all of this comes from God. And, and it means living with this recognition of this. And the Altar River brings another citation from uh, from Tehillim again. This is from Tehillim chapter 139, verse 4, where it says, For there is no word on my tongue. Behold, God, you know it all. So again, this idea that every God knows everything. There's nothing devoid or separate from God. And thus, everything is truly good truly in truth just that it's not understood to us and with truly having this faith in truth then everything becomes this is the amazing thing everything becomes actually good in a revealed sense so our perception can change revealed reality when we choose to see that subway car moving in one direction actually it becomes apparent it's true and it becomes true in true reality and so this is the same thing here when we choose and to shift our mindset and to see the true truth and goodness of the world we actually see things at see it as good such that through this faith when a person really truly believes that this negativity this bad that is that seems like this is what's apparent like it, would, it looks something looks negative something looks really bad when a person recognizes that their whole vitality the whole vitality of this uh, quote-unquote negativity actually comes from the supernal goodness which is the um which is that? Which is Hashem's chokhmah, which is beyond our understanding. Which is this Eden, this again, this Gan Eden, this ultimate like pleasure place that's above the world to come. So it's coming from a very, very high place. Then through this faith, like like from this faith, then the uh, then the the negativity, the the what seems to be negative, the seemingly negative becomes encompassed and becomes elevated, truly elevated in this supernal goodness, the supernal concealed goodness. So that's the end of the section. And so just to kind of sum it all up. So the basic idea is that the power of perception is really real. The shift in perspective is really real. And not only is it real, it's essential and it's uh, and it's it's called upon us to do this. And we actually have the power through our perception to shift reality in a revealed sense. And so things that we experience in our lives that might seem negative and suffering that we experience it's really just our perspective. That's not, there is nothing negative in the world because everything comes from God's goodness. And so thus we need to shift our orientation and we need to shift our orientation away from the immediate, what we see in front of us, like, oh, you know, I lost, I, this person lost their job. You, you know, they're in a fight with their family, whatever it is, that that's the immediate what you see in front of you. And you need to widen your scope. You need to widen your glance and, and recognize that while what you see in front of you seems negative, seems bad, and that shouldn't be your focus. Your focus should not be on these petty details of life. They might not seem so petty. Your life, your, your family, you know, your health, these things might not seem petty at all. They might seem really essential to you, but really they're not. Your ultimate orientation needs to be about God. And when you shift that orientation towards God, then perhaps paradoxically, then you can see the ultimate good in everything you experience and the suffering actually can go away. And this will ultimately be revealed in the times of Mashiach when that, when that level is totally revealed, but we can get a sense of it even now. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed. Hope that was enlightening to you and we will continue with this section tomorrow and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benjamin Cohen of blessed memory. 
Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.